On this episode of the Everything is Marketing podcast, we talk about swiping right for movie tickets and what happens when your competitor is live on social and you are not. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulgren. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. All right, so Friday morning, hope you are enjoying your day. One of uh, my favorite parts about this podcast is when people start sending me stuff um, to kind of get my take and show me cool stuff that's happening in the interwebs. And one of the things I got last night was from a friend of mine who sent me this series of screenshots. And what happened was, and I I won't out the company that um, was doing the thing that made this other company jump in, but I will say that there was a gentleman on Twitter who asked his uh, TV provider a question. said, hey, I've been calling all day long, and when I try and change my plan, uh, the plan hangs up on me, and I'm wondering what's up. And he's not getting a response on Twitter. Instead, he gets a response from a competitor, the competitor being Dish Network. And Dish Network does one thing right and one thing that I, a little bit questionable that I, I think is a little bit of a early right hook, especially if somebody's not ready to make that switch. So the first thing they do is they ask this person to follow them within 48 hours so that they can direct message them. I understand the, the hook there. I think there just might be a better way to do it as opposed to make them follow you um, to get the the carrot. And the carrot in this case is a cup of coffee. I love the idea of a cup of coffee. I love the idea of going, hey, I know you're having a bad day. So here, we're going to give you a free cup of coffee on us, knowing that it doesn't really cost us a lot of money. And while we may or may not convert you, you're at least going to tell this story to your friends. You're going to say, hey... I was talking to company A because I was having this problem and company A wasn't talking to me. And then out of nowhere comes Dish Network and they want to give me a free cup of coffee. And, you know, when my contract's up or maybe I'm in the market to move or maybe I'm in the market to switch. And I just think that these guys should be cool to try because they didn't they didn't have to give me a cup of coffee. And there was nothing that said that I was going to switch by them giving me a cup of coffee. But it just started this conversation. And now I feel like I want to check them out. And I think that's a great play. I know on Twitter that the direct message makes that so much easier. There's just, for me, a little wonkiness that when you're like, hey, follow us in 48 hours, within 48 hours, I should say, and we'll do this thing, it feels like a hook that doesn't need to be there. So there might be a better way to do the that thing, but the execution I like because it starts a conversation. It starts people talking about your brand in a way that, that is not expected. They don't expect when they're complaining about one thing to get a free cup of coffee from from a competitor. So the lesson here is surprise and delight continues to be an awesome thing that you should do as many times as possible, not only in your business life, but in your personal life. You should do as much surprise and delight as you possibly can. Throw out into the world as much awesome energy as you possibly can and just uh, enjoy the insanity that will become your life as all of that energy comes back to you. That's lesson one. Lesson two is, as I've said, if you don't have the ability to be on social as much as you possibly can to intercept those live messages and control that message, things like this will continue to happen to you. So if you're going to be on Twitter, have somebody on Twitter. You've just got to be on Twitter um, because th- that's that's the whole purpose is if somebody asks you a question, and I know I've said this a couple times, but I think it bears repeating. If somebody asks you a question on Twitter specifically, I think you can sort of I, I don't I don't want to say that it's okay. I think you can sort of get a pass on Facebook because it's not as fast moving as Twitter is. So 
if somebody asks you a question on Facebook, I think you have till the turn of midnight, so to speak. Like, you can get to it within 12 hours. I think that's okay. 24, you're pushing it. 48, you're not doing your job. But 12, I think you're okay. On Twitter, it is literally a phone ringing. It is literally somebody trying to get in contact with your cash register, whatever that cash register might be. And if you're not able to answer the phone, you are losing out on business. And in this particular case, you let a competitor start a conversation with your customer, which we don't want to do from a competitive point of view. You do not want to do that. So um, if you're going to be on Twitter, you got to know that that's the speed at which Twitter moves. And if somebody asks you a question and expects an answer, especially when it's customer service related, you got to jump on that. Um, it's really, really important and something you should think about if you're not on Twitter yet. If you're not in the real-time space continuum that is Twitter, think long and hard about that because there's going to be customers that expect things from you that you might not be ready for if you're not ready for the 24-hour news cycle that is the Twitter sphere. Okay, the other exciting thing is you may have heard me talk about this in the 60 episodes that we've done this show, that um, for fun, essentially, uh, I work for a movie promotion company because I love movies as a medium. It's one of my favorites, and it gives me a really unique look into the way in which movie companies promote their products in order to talk to a new audience, uh, get an audience reaction to said new product, uh, introduce this new product to an audience in a different, unique sort of way. And last night was no different. I was at the premiere of Spy, the new Melissa McCarthy movie. And I will say very quickly, if you like Melissa McCarthy and you like shooting, you will really, really dig this movie. If you think Melissa McCarthy's one-dimensional, I think you'll still enjoy the 90 or so minutes of it. It's a very funny movie, and if you like James Bond and always thought James Bond should be funnier, this is likely the perfect movie for you. Why I bring this up, though, is because while we were at the premiere, one of our instructions was, hey, there's this new segment of the audience that we're going to let into the theater first. These are our winners from Tinder. And I thought, oh, okay, so... This will be interesting and highly awkward. So I have to walk up and down the line of 200 and some odd people and ask them if they won on Tinder. And if you want to see really awkward things happen, um, it's when you turn to strangers and ask them if they're doing anything on Tinder. Because the assumption is what you think Tinder is used for. In this particular case, though, Tinder... And this movie company that's putting out the spy movie is using it as a promotion vehicle. And how it works, if you've never used Tinder, and that's likely if you're married um, and in a stable relationship, there probably would be not much need to use Tinder. How it works is it uses the GPS of your phone. You open the app. It shows people around you. You can swipe right to indicate that you are interested in what they look like, and then they can start interacting with you in some way, shape, or form. In this particular instance, when these people would open up the app, it would ask them to swipe right to win tickets. Uh, And they would swipe right, and they'd immediately get into the movie and then go to the front of the line. And I think this is so unique. Not that that sort of mechanism is unique, but what a cool place to start doing marketing that isn't really being done yet. Tinder doesn't do a lot of advertising, uh, but this is a way that I think they could do it that is seamless and not really interrupting in a bad way. People like to go to movies 
They can geo-target. They can demo-target. They probably have an insane amount of information on you on what you swipe right on and can make some assumptions based on other places that you go on the Internet and figure out exactly what sort of movie to uh, give to you. And the people that won on Tinder were really excited about winning on Tinder because it it made it feel special. Get to the front of the line. The movie is free. You get to see it a week and a half before it comes out. All of them, even more, right? It's June 5th, so two and a half weeks before it comes out and you're at the front of the line. That's a win-win. And like I said before, the world is moving really fast. That's a no-dust statement. But there are apps out there that are being overlooked by a lot of brands because they don't understand it. And the way you understand it is by asking questions or playing with the app or while you're playing the app, ask questions. I walked up to these guys and I just said, so how did this work? Because I know how Tinder works. I don't really know how you win tickets on Tinder. And they walked me through the whole process and I thought that that is genius. So when I talk about Snapchat and what's happening there and I talk about what's happening in Discovery on Snapchat and I talk about uh, businesses and particularly people in social making a big move to get rid of business cards and use the Snap QR function to be their business card, Snap to follow me on Snapchat, and that's how we're going to connect. Things are changing. you got to pay attention to some of these fringe apps, and I'm, that's not disparaging. Snapchat is not a fringe app, but I think in the mainstream ecosystem, you hear about Twitter, you hear about Facebook, and you may or may not hear about Instagram. Here, uh, and obviously where people are using them in mass, you know about all of these things. But Tinder and Snapchat, there's some very fascinating things going on. And being able to give away tickets on Tinder in the way in which they did it, and not only that, it became an experience. Giving away tickets, it's easy. Everybody has done it for a millennia. TV, radio, newspaper, magazine, everyone gives away tickets. But if you're able to give away tickets and then go, because you use our app, there's 300 people that are waiting in line, you're going in front of all of them too. Again, the connection economy. You have an affinity towards that app. You use that app for whatever you use it for. Well, now that app is repaying you by going, hey, you're a loyal member. We want to treat you like a loyal member, and we've got you this free movie, and we're moving you to the front of the line. Uh, going to be interesting to see what or- so, sort of other things happen in Tinder, but I was talking to my wife as we were standing in line. I was so fascinated by this. What I like about it is, of course, Tinder's whole backbone, uh, sex jokes aside, right? But Tinder's whole background is relationship-based. Swipe right because you like how somebody looks. See if you can start a relationship. And if that ends up you both being naked, hooray for everybody. But it's based around a relationship. Well, now we're going to create a relationship with a movie. Something that you might really, really like. Or an actress you might really, really like. Or an actor you might really, really like. Or a genre you might really, really like. And now we're going to keep that relationship going. And we're going to create an ecosystem where... This relationship is reciprocal. You're using the app. The app is rewarding you for using the app without the gamification. It's not a point system. You're not redeeming points for anything. You're just using the app the way that you would use it. And then every once in a while it goes, hey, much like the Dish Network thing I talked about a couple minutes ago. You've been using the app for a little bit. It's Friday night. Do you want to go see Star Wars for free? Here you go. Oh, and by the way, we saved you that seat that you really like in the IMAX theater. So thanks for using Tinder. Have a great weekend. That's the sort of stuff that's happening there. If you have a use for stuff like that, you should pay attention to things like that. There are a lot of apps out there. I know it's hard to keep track, but there's a really handy-dandy thing on both the Google Play Store and the uh, iTunes App Store that you can see what sort of things are bubbling up. And as you see free apps bubbling up that might say social in them, it might be worth checking out and seeing if there's something there. But right now... There's something happening on Tinder, there's a lot of stuff happening on Snapchat, and clearly a ton of stuff happening on Instagram. You're well-versed in Facebook and Twitter, so continue to do that. But if you have any questions before we head into the weekend, get at me on email, eric at mlive.com or on Twitter. 
at Polymath and Vine. And don't forget, tickets for Session, our new beer event on June 11th, are on sale. You are going to love this thing, and I would love to see you there. So please go to Eventbrite, type in Session, S-E-S-S-I-O-N, uh, and it's on June 11th in Grand Rapids. We'd love to see you there. Um, have a great weekend. We will talk soon. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast.